Welcome to today's episode of ICRA Exclusive, a podcast by Remodel Health. We're here to guide you through the complex world of health insurance and tell you everything you need to know about individual coverage health reimbursement arrangements. Whether you're a health insurance novice or a seasoned pro, get ready to revolutionize the way you view healthcare. Welcome back. I've got today here John Staub, Justin Clements, and I am Travis Hall. Today, what we're going to be talking about is the cost comparison between traditional group and ICRA, the flexibility that it has, how we can customize that, and then what are the factors to help you choose between an ICRA and a traditional health group insurance plan. So with that being said, Justin, kind of walk us through a little bit on the cost comparison uh, on the different plans and, and the nuances that ICRA brings uh, brings to this? Hey, great question. So for an ICRA, it's, it's important to know that you start with your budget as an employer. What, how much do you want to spend or how much do you want to cap your spending at? A lot of times this discussion comes up when they're uh, receiving a rate increase. Hey, we're going to go from uh, $500,000 was our cost this year. We just got a rate increase. It's going to go up $50,000. And well, there goes that employee. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, so they didn't just all of a sudden get you know $50,000 more revenue, but now they have to cover that cost. A lot of times, mm. traditionally, the answer is, well, we'll raise the deductible. Well, that's mm. going to go over really well. Jeez. Or... Uh, Aren't you the know, de- deductibles already high enough for usually, all the employees? He, usually that's already been exhausted, right? Well, sorry, we can't go any higher. Right. We can maybe go to uh, shop different carriers. or mm-hmm. So the discussion becomes, we have $500,000. We don't have any, any more, and we can't afford that next rate increase. Well, the beautiful thing about an ICRA is uh, you set your budget. You could say, we're going to make our budget $450,000. Mm-hmm. What can we get? How much money can we give our employees? And maybe you, you get more um, strategical and you say our, our most important employees to make sure are happy here is our executive team. And they're all salary. And I mean, this is a hypothetical because there's 11 different classes. Hourly and salary are two of the 11. So this is hypothetical. We could, we could break our people and prioritize them into classes and say this class – is the most important to our business for whatever strategic business reason. And these are the managers, the executive class, and we're going to make sure that they're taken care of. Let's make sure we give them enough to pay a hundred percent of their own plan and, or a hundred percent of their plan and their family. Let's give them each $1,500 a month. And this other class over here, this hourly class, we want to take care of them. We want to give them enough to cover, let's say in this scenario, a hundred percent of, all of their own costs for maybe a, a gold or a bronze plan. Um, you pick the plan, you, you look at the average cost for that employee, and you say, we're going to give these folks $350. And now they have enough to buy a bronze plan. Wh- and then you add up the math. If we were to give all of our salary uh, people $1,500 for them and their family and give all of our hourly people $350 just for them, how much are we going to spend a year? And you add it up, and you're like, oh, we're only at 400 Twenty thousand dollars. We we've got thirty thousand dollars left over, and we'll still be fifty thousand dollars under our current budget, and a hundred thousand dollars under what we'd be at if we were to go to group. Wow, and you can probably give them other benefits with that, right? Absolutely. Or you could raise the amount for you know go back in one of those classes and be like, hey, we're going to give you even more dollars and that. 
it makes it a lot easier when you have software to do that, by the way, that pulls those rates for you and calculates all that and, uh, rather than you know going out and building your own spreadsheets. Right. Well, we do that here at Remodel Health. That's right. Shameless right. plug. Shameless That's plug right, right there. That's so. right. Something that I want to give HR directors, CFOs, a new analogy when it comes to health benefits has to do with pay and simply asking the question, can you not just approach your health benefit the same way you do with compensation? When you're going to offer a job, you look at what the going rate is for that job. You know of how much you have and you know maybe some wiggle room to help find that right person. But the reality is you define how much you can spend on that particular role. Well, you're not going to decide how much that individual is going to spend on their apartment or their car or how much they're going to spend on groceries or eating out. You simply provide them what they need to live. And it seems very backwards so oftentimes that instead of providing people with compensation or in this case, health benefits, we're telling them where they live. Literally, this is your apartment complex. I'm not going to give you money for rent. I'm going to give you this apartment. Well, what if they want to get something bigger or they want to get something smaller and save up? You are taking that opportunity away from your people. Now, I understand it's a much more complex benefit than that. I understand. But as we are changing our perspectives as leaders of organizations, CFOs, HR directors, to flip the script of the way that we look at health benefits in the same way that you aren't buying the car insurance for your employee, that would be awkward. Let them choose their own carrier, make sure and compensate, or in this case, give them a benefits budget that suits their needs because guess what? They're in control of it. So that's, it has to do with the flexibility because at the end of the day, they get to go shopping and Americans love shopping. John, I love something you said there. Made me realize uh, we're not thinking about the fact that 70% of small employers don't offer any group coverage, don't offer any benefits because they don't know how they, they, it's too complex. And what they do exactly what you just said. They're like, Hey, you know what? I don't offer any benefits here. But instead of the market average rate for, you know, the average pay for this type of job is, let's just say, $80,000. I'm going to pay you 90000 so I'm going to pay you more, and you could just go get your own health insurance. Yeah. That's what a lot of 70% yeah. of employers out there are doing that today. Yeah. Good luck, hopefully, if you figure it out uh, out and, there in the market. And it sounds, it sounds logical, but you know what that employee, that prospective new hire hears? Well, I'm gonna have to go work at this other company. They're only offering me 75, but they have they have benefits. And we've seen the data. We there there is no longer a workers shortage. If you have seen the data post 2020 and and everything we've gone through, if your company right now is struggling with retention, it has to do with the way you are offering benefits. Mm-hmm. Period. And that's a hard thing to hear right now, but that means that you are not structuring your compensation and benefits the way that is attracting employees because the worker shortage is gone now. Now, you might not have the workers you need, but the latest data from the Bureau of Labor Statistics just came out in March is showing we are right back up to that exact same margin right now. So if you're struggling with retention, you might need to think of the way that you are helping to take care of your people to work for your team. 
So it might be, hey, we're gonna we're not gonna offer you ninety thousand. We're gonna offer you eighty, and we're gonna give you benefits through an individual coverage HRA, and you're gonna have enough money. You're gonna get a plan. You're gonna have an advisor. Uh, it's essentially a 401k for health insurance. Yeah. Talk about that more, Justin, because as an employee, I know that if you just gave me tax-free money to go be a stockbroker, I'd, I'd go broke because mm-hmm. I'd be terrible at it. So how do you make that decision? How does an employer partner with and serve their employee? Okay. So you have these tax-free dollars. Where in the world do you shop? What in the world do you pick? How do you take care of that making the decision? Well, the, the simple answer would be you use a technology and um, a vendor or a company like Remodel Health. There's others out there. Uh, and this company will provide a service that will help the employees navigate all the choices, will help them narrow down whether it be a, servi- a software as a service or actually hitting a button and talking to a live employee. Um, so you can do both. You could go through, shop online through uh, some type of software that shows them the plans, helps them narrow down, make sure doctors and hospitals are all network, make sure their drugs are covered the way they want them to, helps them figure that out. And then if they need to talk to a live person, they can actually talk to a licensed advisor who will help them reassure them that they're getting the right plan. And if things change, they can change their plan next year. They're not locked in to that one plan. Just like a 401k, I can I can go into my 401k with, through Fidelity app and I can pick and change plans. Uh, I, I'm not locked into that one stock I picked or that one fund. And then I can hit a button and talk to Fidelity Rep anytime I want. So, so the Remodel Health software does the same thing. Yeah, you, you're bringing up the idea that's similar to TurboTax as well, or, or having your own CPA that you sit down with. I, I've talked with many friends and family members and it's across the board how they handle their taxes. Some of them love to find the very cheapest service possible and they get all their taxes done. Uh, others really love or, or their situation is more complex and they'll sit down with an, an actual licensed tax professional. So the environment, again, if you make sure to have a parallel between uh, you know different environments that employees, individual Americans are making their decisions for themselves, ICRA certainly helps them be able to make those decisions. I want to lean into the contention that we often hear, Justin, and and Travis, please uh, offer commentary here as well, regarding the costing of plans. You know, we talked about the big picture of setting your budget, but then as an employee, the actual cost of plans, individual plans, are they going down? Are they more expensive, less expensive? How is the cost of healthcare coming into play here? Obviously, this is a very big American situation with health insurance. It's not just simple. So talk about, uh, if I'm boiling down my simple question for you, Justin, are individual plans actually affordable using individual coverage HRAs? Are they going to have access to plans that these dollars can spend on? In most markets, it's there's it's state by state um, because the individual markets work per state. Uh, so it's a little bit different in state to state. But in general, across the United States, all 50 states have individual markets available to them. They're a guaranteed issue that you can use for an ICRA. So it's available in all 50 states, but there are some states where the group plans are cheaper and there are some states where the individual plans are cheaper. Sometimes they're neck and neck. But as a whole, right now, individual health plans as a whole are cheaper 
than group medical plans. However, there's a catch. Most of the individual plans today, as we record this today, it's changing, but most of them have skinnier networks than the group plan. So usually a lower cost, skinnier networks. We should have an episode just on navigating the individual market to choose your right plan if you're eligible for an ICHRA. But don't let that fool you because your one plan might have a skinnier network that doesn't mean that the next plan over. So United Healthcare is now in multiple states for individual coverage HRA. Blue Cross is in multiple states. All the BUCAs are getting back into the individual coverage and they're becoming more competitive and they're strengthening their networks. So just because the network's more narrow doesn't mean you can't get your doctors and hospitals. And what I like about that, Justin, is that from year to year, me as the employee can go out there and say, man, you know what? I, I don't want to be in this network anymore. I can look at some other options out there. Or let's just say that I know I'm going to have a really good year or a bad year. I can buy up or down off the deductible. And I don't have to sit there and say, man, go to my employer and be like, man, hopefully the HR or the CFO picked a really good one because I know I'm going to have a lot of surgeries this year. But me as an individual now, can help kind of plan out my lifestyle and mm. work through that a lot of ways. And it's pretty flexible, right, for the employee? Very flexible. Flexibility is one of the biggest uh, advantages to ICHRA, both on the employer side, with flexibility with the budget mm-hmm. and, and setting classes, and flexibility for the employees on shopping for the plan that best suits their needs. Yeah, because if I don't like it this year, I can change it. Yeah, I can sit there and say, you know, we can figure out for our family. Like, oh, I'm gonna, I know I'm gonna be adding more to my family. I'm gonna, I need a bigger plan. I'm no longer, I'm no longer single anymore. <laughs> I need a little bit more coverage. Yeah. Uh, you know, for a particular data point, I do want to make sure our listeners know: five years trending, five years trending, individual coverage plans. The national average, as reported by the Kaiser Family Foundation, national average of those individual plans is dropping year over year over year and it has been cheaper than the national average for group plans Mm -hmm. now i understand it's not always apples to apples but it's very important to know there's very affordable options now with that said we do want to talk about how this idea of an individual selecting the plan that they want even if it has a, as you mentioned, Justin, a quote-unquote skinnier network, I want to define that just briefly for decision makers or employees and, and everyone in between. Skinnier means the doctors you're actually going to use. That's what that means. That's what a skinny network means. Um, large network, PPO networks, and we can get into those at a different time. That means you're going to be paying for access to doctors you will never go to mm. in other states that you will never have access to simply because you don't live around them. So there are certainly smart economic models of these quote unquote skinnier networks that are not always a good fit, but certainly more and more are becoming a good fit. When you pair that with um, so many of these transparency regulations on healthcare providers now that allow consumers, individuals, employees 
to not only pick their own plan, but once they have that plan, to pick what hospital and doctor they want to go to because they just pull it up and look at the cost comparison. So we are empowering the American people to make really good choices, again, not just for their plan, but also for the providers that they go and buy. This is going to positively impact the cost of health insurance and the cost of health care all around. 100% agree. And the other thing, we, we barely scratch the surface. We're, this is why we're dedicating a whole podcast to ICRAs because there's even more flexibility that we'll drill down on deeper later with HRA for medical reimbursement. So not only can you give each employee $500 to go shop for their own plan, you can also set aside an extra $1,000 for the year for them to help pay for medical costs before their deductibles hit. So medical HRA, health reimbursement arrangement, right? You can also layer in HSA strategies. So no, we haven't even talked about HSAs yet. Yeah, right. Yeah. All kinds of flexibility. Well, yeah. what if they don't choose an HSA plan? Well, great. They don't get the HSA contribution from yeah. you. <laughs> but if they do, then you can leverage that too. So yeah. there's so much flexibility and creativity to customize these plans with with the point of still keeping them affordable for the employer and the employee. Yep. So, Justin, you were talking a little bit about HSAs, and which brought up a really good point on how really flexible and customizable they are. But earlier, you talked about the different classes. And can you go into what that means and how can we build out these structures within the new ICRA model? Sure. Just a high-level overview. I'll give you the, the uh, 10 classes. The 11th class is any combination of those 10. Uh, so I'll review those. And then also... Uh, keep in mind that we will have another episode just on how to leverage these different classes to uh, get your desired outcomes. So each business has different problems they're trying to solve, and these classes can be used to solve different problems. If your company, an example of that, one of the classes is geography. If you had employees uh, spread across the country and one part of the country was your warehouse, you could give all your employees in that uh, zip code or county or state one contribution level, and you're leveraging that that class to meet your needs for you know your specific business problem. Well, yeah, because those plans might be a little bit more expensive yeah. in that area, and po- so you want to help out those employees in that area, right? Possibly, yeah. That's one thought. I was thinking mm-hmm. of what if I had a warehouse in Texas, my main operation is in Indiana, and I really want to provide a lot more and attract warehouse workers because it's harder. Maybe I give that class a lot more contribution, a lot more dollars to shop with. Yeah, because it's harder to get. But uh, here's the breakdown. So 10 classes. Here we go. Number one, full-time employees. Number two, part-time employees. Number three, salaried employees. Number four, hourly employees. I'm going to come back to three and four. Salary and hourly are the the two biggest classes to leverage, and we'll explain more about why. Number five, temporary employees of staffing firms. Number six, seasonal employees. Number seven, employees covered under a collective bargaining arrangement agreement. Number eight, employees in a waiting period. Number nine, foreign employees who work abroad. Number 10, Employees in different locations based on rating areas. There's a geography. There you go. Number 11, a combination of two or more of any of these 10 classes. Now, those are the ICRA classes. 
ICRA does count as uh, as a group plan. It's a ERISA qualified group plan, gets you out of the mandate. It's classified as a group plan. And so if you know about benefits, you know, thinking back that, hey, I thought I thought my company usually gave or I thought I had uh, a plan or amount what it cost me based on my family size. And that all still applies here, right, John? Yeah. So some employers might say, well, that's fine. We want to give, let's just drill down on uh, the hourly and salary. Let's say we're going to give all salary people here. They're real important to us. They're the, the, what drives this business. We're going to give them all uh, $500 a piece for just them. Wow. And we're going to give all of our salary people, I'm sorry, our hourly people, let's give them 400 a little less, but it's still enough to shop for a plan. Maybe it buys them a bronze plan. Now, going to the family size, you can even go and say, all of our hourly people that are getting $400, there's $100 less, but that's all they get. We're not contributing anything for their families. We're just giving them money to shop with, not their family. Just them only, employee only, right? We've heard that employee only before. It's not a big, not a big hit around the family dinner room table. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, honey, just not covered. No. Yeah, uh, there. We'll get back to that because there actually is something for those families that aren't offered coverage, and mm. you might be surprised. There's a little silver lining there, but those salary people, uh, we're not only just going to give them five hundred dollars a piece if they have a family. You can set it at $1,500, $2,000 for the family, whatever you want. So there's a lot of flexibility. Don't forget about the family classes, you know, individual or employee only, employee and child, employee spouse, employee family. You can give those different amounts as well as leveraging these 10 classes or any combination of the 10 classes. So there's a lot of flexibility there, and we've barely begun to scratch the surface on how to leverage those. Yeah, when you look at a very high-performing engine, we know that it is not simple. You can run an engine that is very simple or you can have a Ferrari, for example, that has all of these little, tiny, very important parts that I don't even know what they do. But guess who does know? Ferrari knows, and it makes their cars very, very fast. And so what is wonderful about ICRA is that it can be simple. It can be a great first step for a small employer to get in and do something and obviously not lose your people and keep your people. But... Justin, thank you for highlighting. The fact is, you have a Ferrari at your hands if you know how to handle the engine the right way. And so uh, I advise every single employer I ever talk to, you've got to run every model that you can. Look and see what fits your group best. Yes, you can give older people more money than younger people. Mm -hmm. It is not it is it is not discrimination. It's written right into the law. That is just another little tiny nuance of how flexible that this can be. Justin spoke a little bit about this that I, I really wanted to encourage uh, both sides of the conversation, employer and employee, the concept of reimbursements as part of the design of ICRA. So yes, you can design the amounts based on class, but then the reimbursement amount. So what this would be is different than the premium, not, not just the plan amount you're giving, but an amount of money 
also given toward actual medical expenses and getting them reimbursed. Why does that matter to me as an employer or an employee? Because it impacts the real bottom line. What doesn't matter is if you have a PPO network that you can get a doctor up in Minnesota and you live in Florida. That that is not matter. What does matter is that when you need health insurance, you can go to a doctor with the lowest max out of pocket for that year. That's what matters. And so with ICRA, you can get all the way down to the granular level and make sure that everyone has what they need, where they're at, and you can get them dollars to actually spend on actual medical care when they actually need it. That is going to be the difference maker and keep employers competitive in this very overwhelming space. You're going to lower people's max out of pocket. Brass tax, lower people's max out of pocket by bolting on a reimbursement. So we can get more into that in future episodes, but I wanted to make sure in tandem with the classes that you are helping people actually cover medical care as well. Yeah, I love that, John. It's uh, You're not only tackling the, the cost of premium, right? The yep. cost of the plan. You're helping get that down for the employees or eliminated. You, you can literally cover all 100% of the cost. But then through the medical cost reimbursement, the class, what is it, 213D, uh, that you can get their out-of-pocket for you know, their deductible. You can help lower their deductible, lower their out-of-pocket expenses, uh, even if they have a free plan after you, all the reimbursement. So I love that. Well, what you're really doing is giving them equitable buying power. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so making sure that they have the right tools, the right assets that they need in order to go out and make the best decisions for their family. So while protecting your budget. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you guys joining us today. Justin Clements and John Staub. And I'm Travis Hall. Thank you for joining the ICRA exclusive podcast brought to you by Remodel Health. Thanks for listening. For more information about ICRA, visit RemodelHealth.com.